0: Welcome back to the second season of Multiclass Theater, the role-playing podcast with class, and a party that has a pathological inability to stay together. Multiclass Theater uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition by Wizards of the Coast, and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and terrible fake accents. If those don't bother you, then settle in and enjoy the show. (laughs) time, Our heroes finished their descent into the cavern below the keep of the red fields, only to discover that the mysterious purple crystal was much worse than they could have imagined. The crystal was the source of power maintaining the temporal barrier around the red fields, but that power demanded fuel. The Odal, it seems, had no qualms about using their captives for such a purpose, and our heroes had arrived at feeding time. On the day's menu? Inglorioso von Bastard. But the party pulled their usual shenanigans, freeing Rotan's brother and shattering the crystal. They made haste to the surface, only to find that, with the barrier now down, nothing remained to keep Winter out. Fortunately, Gramok intercepted them and brought them to a safe house where they could plan their next move. And now we find out what that is on multi-class theater.
1: It has been a day since you all entered the storeroom. You've taken the time to rest, recuperate, bandage your wounds. way you've stayed distant from the seven-foot-tall lizard who eyes you warily from the opposite corner. Rotan, you've spent time talking with your brother, but he has been in and out of consciousness, still fighting the effects of the fire blossom. At least twice during your rest, someone has walked into the room. You've all jumped to your feet, readied your weapons, but they looked around blankly and walked out. Whatever spell Gramak has cast over the room seems to hide you. It is dawn of the next day. You wake to find yourselves well-rested, a little hungry, but otherwise feeling pretty decent.
2: I mean, if we're hungry, so the um, jar of alchemy, or the jug of alchemy, can produce mayonnaise as one of its liquids, <laughs> oh, and no. and there are enough calories.
3: I am not that hungry.
0: One could conceivably feed a party indefinitely, just using...
3: I'm going to assume we've been eating mayonnaise for the past 24 hours, and I'm <laughs> drawing a line here. No more mayonnaise. Oh, um, are, are we going to have mayonnaise again this morning? No, no, we are not having mayonnaise. I'm done with the mayonnaise.
1: I mean, it wasn't bad.
3: Yes, it was. It was bad.
1: Well, I, I've got some rations still. Does Does anybody want some? I think it's some sort of jerky.
2: could spread mayonnaise on that jerky.
1: Ooh, that could taste good.
3: I would rather not settle in and start creating meals. We need to get out of here.
1: I have uh... a... <laughs> What's that, Batman? I'm trying to remember how the hell that Cromach sounds. Uh, I have sent word upwards to the warden, requesting an audience. I believe that if we were to make ourselves known, he would see us and not kill us on sight. Huh?
4: What, what sort of message? And how? I have sent it via
2: magic. Ah... All right, that spell. <laughs> yes,
1: it is called Sending. It is a very good spell.
2: Don't you get a response with, uh. with. with Sending? Yes, he said that he would.
1: grant an audience under the rules of parley.
2: And these are rules and not just be more like guidelines.
1: Parley? Parley.
3: Ah. It's a term for when opposing factions meet on neutral ground for peace talks.
4: Well, I, uh. I've got nothing else I need to do. I've, I've done my praying to Timora, and I am I am ready to go. Are
3: we sure this is a parley and not just a plea for mercy? Seems like a very one-sided discussion so far. What do we bring to this negotiation table at parley? Well,
1: I believe that since we have disrupted their magic, they are in worse shape than you believe them to be. Which seems like a reason to take vengeance. Well, let me put it like this. Whatever magic bubble thing is gone. The snows and winter winds are creeping in from the outside. Soon the artificial environment of this area will become that of the mountains. The fire blossoms cannot survive in that climate. Their method of control
4: is gone. So we should have brought coats.
2: Really hit a bullseye on the old exhaust port there, didn't you? And Mist slaps Rotan on the back.
4: I should go speak to my brother one more time before I go. Especially if this is the last time I see him in this life. That's a good point. Ha, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to lose. (laughs) Ha ha. Ah, but I do want to speak to my brother.
1: Thor is resting on the ground. You have made a sort of makeshift bed for him. He is kind of propped up a little bit on his elbows, paying attention to your conversation. Uh, this seems to be one of his more lucid moments,
4: brother. Oh, how are you? How are you feeling today?
1: Oh, Roton, I am feeling better. I think I have had many weird dreams, about you, about Devy, about Dad, even about Mom.
4: Really? Can you can you give me the Cliff Notes version? I was back. <laughs> you know, Cliff, the gnome who who writes notes. I was back in Bostadshire.
1: It was your. 15th name day but I was gone by then I believe and we were all gathered to celebrate and mom was there but she had gone and dad was there and Debbie was there and Debbie had friends who were skeletons and they were playing in some sort of band And Mom was floating above us as if she had wings. And Dad was screaming and roaring like a great beast. And you stood in the middle, shining as if made of gold. As I said, it was all very strange.
4: Ah, really? What sort of band? I think it was some sort of medieval ska band. Ah, lots of percussion then. All I could picture is the country bear
3: jamboree with
4: skeletons. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. they're definitely like <laughs> xylophoning on each other <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: yes see I was hearing dance macabre in my head but now
1: <laughs> Rotan yes I, I, I thank you for rescuing
4: me ah you would have done the same in, in, in my place I've no doubt
1: he reaches up and he grasps your arm and sort of clasps it tight I would have Rotan you are a true brother
4: yes And Tymor is on my side.
1: Yes, well, yes. We'll talk about that some other time.
4: Very good. Ah, well, I, uh, I I look forward to seeing you again in, uh, oh, I don't know, an hour? It should be fairly quick, I should think.
1: Rotan, be careful. Ah. Remember all of your training. Yes. Remember everything I have taught you.
4: Well, yes,
1: of course. And remember this. Hmm? Honor is important. Yes. But you are more important. Your quest is more important. And should you need to sacrifice honor to survive, you must make that choice.
4: More important than honor? (laughs) I don't know about that.
1: Listen, Rotan. Listen, I speak of experience, or from experience. Do not make the same mistakes that I do.
4: Ah, well, uh, I certainly do not wish to, my brother, but you you should not fear for me.
1: I, I love you, Roton. Ah. May the gods be with you. And he kind of settles back into his bed, and you can see him start to close his eyes.
4: Uh, and also with you. Ah, uh, good night. Rotan's going to awkwardly leave. Uh
1: you see over in the corner that Trevor is wiping a tear away from his eye?
4: What seems to be the matter, Trevor? Oh, not nothing. I think I got some dust in my eye. I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm fine. Well, you should run that under water probably. I'm I'm good. Just I'll um I'll talk to you soon. And he turns his back,
1: and you hear him blowing his nose. <laughs> just like into his hands. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, uh, what are Roton's companions doing?
3: Silway leans towards Mist and whispers Is it just me? Or does it sound like Glor's forsaken Taimora?
2: I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was thinking of something else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that. <then. laughs> such a perfect mist answer so, I'm sorry what there was something outside the window I just <laughs>
2: there's there's this string that's been like dancing in the breeze I'm gonna kill it so mist
1: are we going to cause some trouble
2: yeah I don't I'm real sure this warden is all like on the up and up wink but Either way, if what we did downstairs has caused the the kind of chaos that Gromic insists it has, uh, there's probably a lot of people out there terrified, uh, coming down, hungover, and or being beaten by the Odal trying to maintain control. So I'm all for hmm, fucking that up for them. Yes! Well, all right then. So that's two. <laughs> okay, if Sas and I go out, and th- three of you, Dromach, Silway, Rotan, go after the Warden, who watches over Glor?
1: I will be staying here with
2: Glor. Oh, well, all right then.
3: Oh, okay. I thought you were coming. All right, so it's
1: just, it's just Rotan going alone? I believe the tradition is to take a second...
3: Yes, I suppose that's true. If it's a traditional duel, then yes. Rotan, you'll need a second.
1: A second what? A backup. Ah. Um, I I can do it. I can be your squire.
4: Ah, Trevor, do you want to see how a duel happens?
1: Well, I mean, like, I just hold your sword and stuff, right? I've seen the, like, you know, when they they hold the, the fairs at Nightfall, they have, like, jousting and stuff.
4: Yes, and then when I die, you take my place. Oh, I, I don't like that idea. I mean,
1: I, I don't like you dying, but I, I, I also don't like the idea of fighting.
4: So, um,
3: I suppose it's me then. If I have to do all, I will. She seems weirdly eager.
4: <laughs> oh, that's interesting.
2: <laughs> Mist leans over to Silly. Don't just stab Rotan so you can fight. <laughs> Just so we're clear. <laughs> Look, if Roton gets stabbed, nobody will know if it was me or not. That does not instill me with a lot of confidence.
4: It's true. If 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 she starts throwing knives into the fray, there is an even chance that it will hit Roton.
0: <laughs> yeah, Silway, hitting Roton yeah, with yeah. errant knives.
3: Silway's the one that damages Roton more often. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, Silway, are you are you sure you would like to be my second? I am sure. So the the two of us will go and challenge the warden. And
3: maybe that will cause a large enough distraction that the mist and giant lizard lady will have more success.
2: Y'all gotta learn people's names. (laughs) Their their (laughs) name just sounded like a hiss. I don't know what she's saying. Kid, do you want to stay with Gromach or roll with us?
1: Um, I think I'll come with you. I, I think I'd be more
2: useful. And it doesn't rule out the possibility of Diana having to talk to herself. Okay, fantastic. So me, Sas, Trevor, <laughs> Tingles, we'll go raise hell outside. Hey, you guys you, did,
1: you didn't even ask me if I wanted to go. Are you still here? I'm
2: always here, Tuts. Fine. Tingles, do you want to come create havoc outside with us?
1: Oh hell yeah. Let's light things on fire.
2: See, sometimes I make assumptions that actually uh, work out in your favor, so but you're right I should have asked. Why am I having this conversation? Go team don't die? I
1: think you can do better.
2: Yeah, probably.
1: What about Team Delayed Blast Fireball?
2: Would that I knew that spell. Just Team Fireball? Why would you
1: delay the blast? That doesn't sound very exciting. Because you set it as a trap, and then you lure him into it, and then boom!
2: Ooh, traps I can get behind. And then you can walk away from it real cool-like.
1: Uh-huh. The cat gets it.
4: I'm very confused.
1: (laughs) All right. I'm, I'm game. I'm excited. Let's do this. We will just make sure that the coast is clear. And then you can exit. I could even create an illusion that makes it appear that you are coming from
4: somewhere else. I could be invisible. Very very good, (laughs) (laughs) Sylvie. But why would we want that? We want to be seen. I vote we put this plan into action without further delay. Okay,
1: so uh, as you approach the door, Gromach gets up from where he was sitting. And walks to the door, and you see him close his eyes and hold out his hand. The coast is clear right now. There are no patrols. You
4: can exit
1: without worry.
4: Ah! I will cast a spell. Roton opens Once the you door. Do. Oh, uh, i just. So, uh, okay, you're going now.
1: Oh, okay. And he opens his eyes and steps to the side and allows you to exit. Go down to the fields. Look for the banners. That is where he will meet
4: you. Excellent. Come, Siluray. Two for banners.
1: You head towards the entrance to the keep, and it's surprisingly empty. You were expecting guards at the door or the gate, but there are none. As you get to the gate and look down the hill at the fields and the village before you, you see that the snows are already creeping in from the forest. There's a light snowfall in front of you and the wind is beginning to pick up. Down in the fields below, you see what looks like hundreds of prisoners in the fields, harvesting what they can. It also looks like every guard from the keep is down there, urging them forward, pushing them on. On the edge, near the road, you see a tent surrounded by banners. And they fly the banner of the Fire Blossom. It looks incredibly regal.
4: Uh, well, yeah, so Rotan's going to start heading down towards the tents.
1: Okay, what is Rotan wearing? Does Rotan have his plate armor on now? Is he... Yes.
4: He is fully decked out.
1: Silway, meanwhile, is much more shabbily dressed.
3: She's not nearly as shiny as Rotan. Does Silway have her
1: the hood of her cloak up?
3: Yeah, I think she does. Got her dirty leather armor and a dark cloak with the po- hood pulled
1: up. Okay, you walk down the road, and as you get close to the edge of the fields, one of the guards, who is in the process of poking at one of the prisoners, trying to get them to harvest quicker, sees you and runs up to you, pointing a pole arm at you. Hey, 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 well, who are you? What are you doing? Stop where you are. Stop.
4: Who are you?
1: Ah, oh, but it doesn't matter. I'm 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 a guard. I'm I'm a member of 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 the the Odal and you shouldn't be here.
4: Yes. Well I I actually should be here. Hey, hey, Fred Fred Well you're sorting that out, I'm going to go off towards that tent over there. No, 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 no. He, stop. Stop. nope stop. Nope. Sorry. Stop. He jab. This is important.
1: <laughs> Fred Fred walks over and kind of pushes the the polearm down and out of the way. Uh, I am... I'm sorry. You are...
4: I am Roton Von Bastard. Roton Von... And I, by the rights of Parsnip, uh, demand an audience with your leader. Uh,
1: yeah, well, Parsnip, um, that's not really a thing, like... It's a
4: bit... (laughs)
1: I see. Well, we will take you to him, and you will probably end up in the dungeons. But, by all means, come this way. Ha!
4: No dungeon can hold roton.
1: Yes, well, we'll see. So,
4: uh, Norman, if you would. And the
1: guard with the polearm gets behind you and kind of jabs in your direction to get you moving. And Fred walks in front of you. And he's, as he's walking, he seems very proud of everything. See so if you see if you look over here. It's these are the, these are the western fields, and you know it, it didn't used to be here. We had, we we used to have stables, and we knocked those down, and, and we expanded the fields, and it's really kind of opened up the place. Yes, that's are we on a tour? <laughs> no, no, no. But why why be, you know, why not make conversation? So you see the tent here. This isn't always here. This is, Conversation uh, uh, is overrated. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. Uh, this tent is not always here. We only bring it out for special occasions. Who, who it was actually, are you
4: talking to? I,
1: I'm talking to you, good sir. This was made oh. by the wife of Sir Percival II. Uh, she embroidered the entire tent, and it has been passed down since then. It is a family heirloom, uh, it is very um, flammable excellent work of art <laughs> if you 're into that sort of like sort of genre of of art, so that, that milieu of, of uh, textile art, which uh, I am personally
4: mm, i i 'm not fond of mildew myself, but uh, you know, uh, to each their own. Uh, so uh, so how much of an awful person is Sir Percival?
1: Oh, Sir Percival is great. He is a wonderful person. He is an excellent leader. And, and it is a shame that, um, well, that this happened. It's really been blissful here over the course of, you know, the last, well, I don't even know how long. But, but really, this has been an excellent place to work. The benefits are great and, and vacation time. And, and really, it's, it's a shame that it all has to
4: end. A vacation? Uh, where where do you go for vacation?
1: Well, typically, since we can't actually or couldn't, I should say, because as you can see, that the bubble is gone, uh, we couldn't leave it. But there are, um, if you go down the cliffs, there are actually beaches, and so we would holiday there. And there is a a cabin which kind of is like a summer home. And and so it's
4: not really a vacation, is it?
1: Well, it is because I'm not working. I mean, I'm
4: just yes. And- and how much vacation do your slaves get?
1: Oh, well, they don't
4: know any different. Oh? Is that so? And we
1: don't use the S-word. They are just prisoners. Yes.
3: Forced labor prisoners are different than slaves. I understand.
1: Yes. See, so it, if <laughs> they didn't rebel, and then they wouldn't be in this situation. You understand? There are punishments. It's cause and effect, really.
4: Ah, but if they don't rebel by your logic, then they shouldn't be, uh, be prisoners.
1: Well, correct, but they did rebel.
4: Ah, And
1: but... so they are serving their sentence. But... It's no different than throwing someone in jail as, as, a, as a knight, which I, I take you to be. I'm sure you understand the concept of justice.
4: Ah, yes, I do. I do indeed. Ah, uh, Silway, these people have no honor. Agreed. Yes. So if this all goes south, we should, um, we should definitely, uh, Murder definitely kill this person. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> that, that, is, uh, that is really, really unfair. We, we are very honorable and, you know, we obey the rules uh, set forth um, by the elders and the original uh, king and his son. And, you know, it has been this way for 300 years. It is tradition.
4: Yes, uh, aren't they? Aren't they
1: dead? The king, the prince. Yes, they, they died three a long time ago. But, yes, exactly. But this is tradition. You understand. This is we are trying to save our culture and protect our culture from those who would wish it harm. I, I don't see why you can't understand this.
3: Do these prisoners ever finish their sentence?
1: Well, not yet. I do not. Uh, I am, you know, just a guard, and, and, and you would have to ask the warden, and, and I do not know. How, how long is the sentence for? Well, you have to understand that it's, most of these prisoners are, are terrible uh, people. Yes. And, 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 and I use that what, word to, What What are their crimes? Do tell. They, they, are, they are orcs, and they are lizard people. Ah. And there are people from foreign lands. Ah. And there are, uh, I believe, maybe some goblins in here. And and uh, I think maybe a tiefling. And these sorts of people, you understand, cannot be trusted in society. So we
4: keep them here. Let me get this straight. So their crime is that they came here. And so you won't let them leave?
1: No, their crime was that they rebelled and tried to kill us all. Ah, after you came here. Well, yes, that, yes, that... Where
3: they were already.
1: Well, war is tricky, you understand, and yes, while they were here, they were primitive sorts who didn't have the same sort of culture and, and, and sophistication that we brought to this land, and so... They attacked us quite unprovoked, I should say. Really? Where I come from,
3: you are the ones that are foreigners from across the sea who invaded our lands.
1: I do not know what you are talking about. We have been here for over 300 years. I do not think that makes any of us foreigners.
3: See, the way that's described in my land is
1: you've been here a mere 300 years. Well, I don't know where you are from, and I don't much like your tone, and if you keep persisting talking like this... I will have Norman here take care of you here and now, and you will not meet the warden. You will be dead in
3: the ditch. I am from a civilization much older and more cultured and wiser than your
1: civilization could ever hope to be. I have had enough of your tongue. Maybe we shouldn't save you. I have not been talking to you. I have been talking to your man, who is who I should be talking to, and you should be quiet and walking beside him. Perhaps you should talk to... Both of us. And
3: Sylvie subtly casts a thaumaturgy cantrip. <laughs> and her eyes turn, let's say, purple. And the ground starts to shake.
1: What? What? What sort of devilry is this? Are you a witch? I don't like being dismissed. You are a witch. Perhaps. Do you know what happens to witches? or Are they enslaved? No. No, they are not. If you're lucky, you are sent across the sea. To the Shrouded Isle. If you are not, we lock you in a cage, and we toss that cage in the ocean. Maybe you live in that cage for all eternity, or maybe, like most, you die.
4: Underwater? Ye- yes? But that's not very sporting, is it?
1: There are a blight on the land. They draw ...from the chaos that inhabits this land, and they must be stopped.
4: I don't know about that. There was a witch back in Neverwinter that I knew, and she she uh, she used to write cookbooks.
1: Well, Neverwinter is far from here, and I'm happy to hear that you are from such a glorious and civilized place, but... We have arrived at the tent, and I (laughs) wish I could say that this conversation has been stimulating, but I'm afraid your woman
4: ruined it. I'm pretty sure we've been standing in front of it for the last two minutes, and you're just politely telling us that you're tired of talking to us. Maybe
1: that is the case. So, I wish you good luck, and perchance I will not be cutting your head off. Good day.
4: I highly doubt that.
1: And they turn and uh, actually they just stand there next to you with Norman has his polearm pointed at you. And Fred is has his hand on the pommel of his sword. And you find yourselves before the tent. There are guards uh, surrounding the tent and they look at you expectantly.
4: Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Let's go into the way. (laughs)
3: Silly's so eyes slowly turn back their usual gray color and she makes a point of removing her hand from her dagger hilt that she's been holding for the past 30 <laughs> seconds and she follows Rartan inside
4: dun,
1: dun, dun. Was, was Fred too heavy handed there? <laughs> <laughs> was that too on the nose?
2: I mean Poe's law is becoming harder and harder to uh, <laughs> distinguish nowadays You enter the tent
1: and it is lavishly appointed with silks and thick carpets, a uh, brazier, burns in the corner. There is a ornate wood desk in the center of it, behind which, seated at an equally ornate chair, is a man with long blonde hair. He's very, very attractive and he seems to be in the midst of writing something. As you enter, he holds up a finger. He finishes what he's writing. You see him scrawl an elaborate signature. He folds it, or rolls it into a scroll, takes some wax, seals it, and hands it off to an aide who was standing next to him. The aide bows and walks outside.
4: Excuse me, are you Sir Percival? Hello, I am Sir Percival.
1: Ah. I am so excited to meet you. I thought you'd be taller. I am taller. I am just sitting down. Oh! It is very good to meet you. So very, very good to meet you. Please, ha- have a seat. Would you like some tea?
4: Ah, well, what, what sort of tea? Well,
1: we have a special blend here. It is made with just a touch of the fire blossom. And uh, some honey No 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 pass, pass. <laughs> Oh that is too bad, but I understand. It is a quiet in a quiet taste. So please sit, sit, there are chairs for the both of you. I am so delighted to meet you. I'm so glad we could have
4: this meeting. Ah uh, yes. Uh we are here ah uh, to to kill you honourably. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes, that is delightful. Uh before we get to that, I I should warn you that I am an excellent fighter and that may prove harder than you think. But uh real quick, just so I know, why exactly did you destroy my crystal?
4: Well, I should think it was obvious.
1: Uh, not to me, you understand. It's not Obvious at all to me you did
4: what you did. Well, you are... do. You, have you heard? Um, this is a word that I've recently learned. Ah, uh, do you know what a vibe is? I do not. Yes. Ah, uh, so a a vibe is a uh, is like a like a feeling that you get. Yes, and. Uh, there was a pretty evil vibe coming off of that crystal, so yes i I did smash it, yes, yes <laughs> it it kind of screamed a little bit ah uh, yes didn't didn't have great vibes about that either. Yes, well, see that I'd first like to
1: say, I understand maybe why you would feel the way you were feeling. It does have a sort of energy to it that is sort of unsettling, I should say. Yes, that is a good word for it. Uh, It is not and was not evil, you understand. It was placed there a very long time ago by a very, very powerful wizard named Anlin. And I'm afraid it was quite irreplaceable.
4: Ah, good. That's that's very good to hear. See, you were using present tense a little bit there for a moment, so I was worried that you had uh, you had a plan to replace it. But uh, yes, but no, no, see, no, this is no, this is no. excellent news.
1: Uh, see, I I I terribly sorry, but I I'm afraid I must disagree with you there. It is decidedly not excellent. Uh, it is, in fact, a tragedy that may well doom the kingdom, you understand.
4: Ah, uh, No, I do not. Would you care to explain that to me, please? Well, yes.
1: It's, it's quite simple, really. That we have, for the last 300 years, we have kept the undesirables and those who would wish the kingdom harm safe and separate for the good of the kingdom. And... Because we did this, the kingdom was safe. Now, you have smashed my crystal, which you have admitted. And so, the fire blossoms will die. And I don't know how we will get more. So, our means of holding them are now gone. So, we can lock them up in prison which I'm afraid we just do not have the means. We have a very tiny cell and, and many, many prisoners. Or we can kill them all. And I'm afraid that, that your actions have forced our hand a little bit.
4: Really? Yes, I'm afraid so. Is that so? Yes. Uh, so uh, you're saying you kept these people out of the kingdom because they were undesirable.
1: Well, yes. I mean, they did try to murder us all. They, We did fight a war with them. You you should not forget that. That is very, very important. Ah, uh, yes.
4: Uh, you're not really one for forgetting, are you? Well, no. I mean, when you've been trapped... Do, do you... Have you gone out? Have you ever, like, um, gone down the road, like, past Vangler, and, like, seen what the kingdom is like these days?
1: Oh, no. I, I'm afraid that we are not permitted by... Uh, the solemn oath that we take oh. to leave this bubble. We understand that, that for us who have been here for so very long, it would be
4: a, a bit of a shock, yes. Uh, Earth, yes, and, yes. and, and also uh, it, it is also a, a secret
1: that nobody knows. So we have taken this sworn oath to protect the kingdom. And we do that at great personal sacrifice, you understand. I can't have a normal life. I am permitted to take a wife and have children because I am of the line of Percival. But the rest of the men who serve here, they forego that right.
4: What what kingdom are we talking about here? (laughs) The kingdom of Wroth, I swear. Ah. Yes, the invaders. It is still around, Yes.
1: That is that is true. That is very, very true. And and it is still here because we are on that front line protecting it from those who wish it harm.
4: Yes. Well, I would like to say that I understand your point of view, but I really do not.
1: Well, I, I am very sorry to, sorry to hear that. That is most unfortunate because I think that had we met under different circumstances, we may very well have uh, become friends. You seem like a very
4: amiable chap. No, I'm pretty sure that you're evil. Uh, no, I assure you, I am not. I'm a pretty evil vibe coming off of you, yes. No, no, no. No, I no, no. You... Yes, yes, yes. You're pretty evil. No, yes. see,
1: this is the thing. You, you seem to be the type of person who sees evil in black and white. I am afraid to tell you that... Life is just a rainbow of grey. I'm sorry, that doesn't make sense, but it is very, very, very minute shades of grey that span a spectrum. And you understand that I do what I do for the good of the country, so what I do is good for my realm, for my people. Huh. And you wish to destroy that, no. You destroyed my crystals. so what I say is that your acts have been evil to my way of life.
4: I, I don't know about that. How many people were you just talking about potentially murdering right now?
1: Well, it's not murder so much as in inevitability. Thanks to you, I should say. that the, you, you are <laughs> the one who is ultimately responsible for this. I... We were fine before you arrived.
4: Oh, so it's my fault you have to murder people? Well, yes, that's oh, just what I've been saying. Oh, I'm so sorry. I did not know. Ah, uh, uh, Perhaps if I'd known that it was was my fault that you had to murder people, maybe I I would have. Hey, Silway, I'm trying to use sarcasm. Is this is this right? Am I You're using doing it, very bad right? well, yes? Okay, yes. very good. <laughs> Well, oh, I guess we had better be going then, because we clearly are are uh, making you uh, do, do evil things, and it's all our fault, yes.
1: Well, yes, I suppose we should get on with this. Um, if you will just give me a minute to put uh, on my armor, and we shall meet. Um, I have taken the liberty of uh, constructing a small ring just out back. um, And uh, we can get this over with. Why
3: delay? We have a tent right here. You are unarmored. I have a knife. We could end this right now.
1: Yes, but that is not the honorable thing to do. We are here under the flag of Parley, you understand. And frankly, should you try to kill me? Uh, I did not say kill me because I do not believe you could. But should you try... You are surrounded by gods, and they would murder you on the spot. They would try. Yes, no, they would succeed. There are many of them, and you are a very small and very rude woman.
4: Silway, I think if they murdered us, it would be our fault. Right, it would be like a suicide. I know, yes. Boy, there's not much that we can do that isn't our fault, is it? No.
1: No, not since you came in here. I mean, uh, it... Everything that has happened is because of your decision to enter this place. Had you not, then you would not have forced my hand. You poor helpless
3: man, you have no agency here at all. Whatever we do dictates your actions.
1: Well, yes, I am bound by a code and 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 my duty, and so yes, no, I do not have personal agency. That's so sad.
4: I have a question. Uh, yes. If we should kill you, who runs the Odal?
1: Well, should you kill me, then... um, And and let me just say that this is a purely hypothetical exercise, because I do not believe that will happen. I don't know
4: about that.
1: But if you were to somehow strike me down, um, my second would assume command, and you would be free to go. So, follow-up question...
3: When your second takes control of the Odal, what happens when we kill him too?
1: Yes, well, that will not happen, because uh should you try, then the combined powers and force of the entire ODL will be forced to come down upon you very swiftly.
3: So that's a different... we could
1: not parlay with him as well? No, you don't endlessly parlay down the line, that's silly. I mean, just, oh yes, silly. Mm. Especially if you just tried to kill him, I mean... <laughs> That's not the way things work. Perhaps you should spend some more time listening to your master and not speaking. My master is very far away from here. Wait, which one? Who are you talking about? He looks over to Rotan. So, um, if there are no other questions... No, um, no, I, 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 I do have
4: another question. I, uh, what? Who is this master you're talking about?
1: I, Well, you. I mean, you are her master. She is your charge. I... Don't know why I have to explain this. This is part of the the vibe that we are getting—the evil vibe.
4: Here's a question: If we should win, could we demand that you let all of these people go? Hmm. Um,
1: I hmm. So you are saying, you win, then let the prisoners go? But see, the problem with that is. I feel like I would be letting down the kingdom because then they would just arm themselves and they would go invade Roth and,
4: and and really where would we be then? Ah, but you see, if I win and then they all go free it's my fault that they all go free. So really it's it's none of your not not your problem at all.
1: Well, th- yes, but it is my honor, it is my oath to protect the kingdom, you understand. Oh. and now, now, if if let, let us say, if you were to win, and, and again, purely hypothetical, because I think I will kill you quickly, but should you win and promise to take them elsewhere, put them on a ship and take them to Neverwinter, or drop them in the middle of the ocean, I don't care then maybe we can talk about this but again you know i but you would have to give something to me
4: ah well ah what what would you like if you should lose then your
1: squire must remain here with me
4: ah well i'm afraid i can't make that commitment
1: right we can't make promises
3: for trevor <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh, our Palm Cat?
3: That's right, theater goers. It's another kid roll. We still have one more week until we start recording season three, so that means one more solo mid roll, and that means you get to listen to some adorable fan theories. Can you two say hi? Hi. Bye. What are your names? My name's
5: Anna. My name's Everett. But how old are you? Uh, I I'm five. I'm just, I'm about like eight.
3: Do you know what I do with this podcast every other week?
5: Yeah, at least make a story. Yeah. We're
3: making stories, that's yeah. right. And you know what our, what our people did through this, this story?
5: Ooh, what? What? We traveled up
3: into a little mountain town called Vankala.
5: Mm. Ooh, I yes. love that. This. We found
3: out that Rotan has a brother Ooh. who got kidnapped.
5: Whoa. da. da, 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 da,
3: da. But we found him. We went and rescued him last last episode we went down into this like spiral dungeon and we found at the bottom of it with this big crystal it was an evil evil crystal and Rotan hit it with his hammers and he broke it and we found his brother Yay Oh I didn't tell you about this one part with my character.
5: Oh okay okay
3: she has a, a teenage boy that's following her around his name is Trevor
5: hmm.
3: and he's Trevor's got a crush on her huge crush on on my character, Silly.
5: But we think he's a bad guy.
3: You think Trevor's a bad guy?
5: Yes. <gasps> that would be a but,
3: huge but, twist.
5: But you think it's a good guy. I do think
3: Trevor's a good guy. <laughs> I think Trevor's a great guy. Okay, well, if Trevor's a bad guy, then do we have to stop him? Is he, is he working with these people?
5: Yes, I think he was the one who kidnapped the brother. <gasps> Do yeah, you think Trevor
3: kidnapped Rotan's <laughs> brother?
5: Yes. No.
3: Trevor would never do that. Trevor is too nice. Should Trevor and Silway get together? Should be, but they be boyfriend and girlfriend?
5: Uh, no.
3: No? Why not?
5: No. Why? Because he might have kidnapped
3: brother. Oh no. Dad! But why would Trevor do such a thing?
5: Uh, because the our personality still has company factory, and he wants. I okay, hate I did that. I did that?
3: Someone stole uh, Trevor's cookie, <laughs> cookie
5: factory. Yes. <laughs> and so Trevor's off for revenge.
3: Wait, was it Rotan's brother that stole Trevor's cookie factory?
5: Yes. Or was
3: it Rotan? Maybe Rotan himself stole the cookies.
5: No. No way.
3: Okay. What do you think Silly should do?
5: I feel like she can. She should teach him a lesson. Cover his bed in rotten eggs.
3: Cover his bed in rotten eggs? <laughs> yes. What is Why should Silway put rotten eggs in, in Trevor's bed?
5: Because for stealing their brother.
3: Oh, his payback. Okay.
5: Yeah.
3: So you're saying they should not be boyfriend-girlfriend? Yes. Yeah, that would not be good. No. Not really boyfriend material.
5: I feel like the ending is that the cat is going to do some magic to teach them a lesson. And I feel like whoever kidnapped him... Is whoever is following this person.
3: This person you're pointing at me? Shouldn't everybody everybody be able to hear this story and enjoy our, our adventures?
5: Yeah!
3: And how can they do that? The answer is by rating and reviewing us and following us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.
5: Follow us on Twitter, and Instagram, and mm-hmm. Facebook.
3: And Rate and review us on iTunes or your podcasting yeah. platform of choice. Is there anything you want to say to the people listening to us?
5: I it's hope you. Baby. I hope you like this. Bye. bye.
3: Say bye. Thank you for watching. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye. You
1: can't okay. Hi. Bye. Bye. So, Wayne Rotan. After about fifteen minutes or so, the guards escort you around the back of the tent. To an earthen ring that has recently been cleared behind it. Banners surround the ring, marking its boundaries. Standing at the far side of the ring is Sir Percival the Fourth, and surrounding him, on the exterior of the ring, are twelve guards, each one holding a cherry wood box in their arms, extended forward. Sir Percival, looking quite dashing, in the setting sun, is examining his nails. <laughs> oh,
4: there you are. I was worried that you would not come. I was worried that you wouldn't come. You seem a bit of a coward to me.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Quite far from it, you see. Really?
4: Really? Because you seem unwilling to accept the consequences of any of your actions here? You're blaming everything on me.
1: No, no, no. Your actions have consequences, and as such, I cannot be responsible for your
4: actions. Really? Well, maybe you should have guarded that that, uh, scary evil crystal better, because because you didn't, and that's definitely on you.
1: Yes, in hindsight, I should have, but you know, for 300 years, no one has breached this bubble, and... As such, I confess that I may have gotten a little, shall we say, accustomed to the peace.
4: Ah, uh, well, we could say that, or we could just say you're not as good at this as your fathers are. I mean, let's be
3: honest. We can't be held responsible for your of security. That's on you.
1: Yes, well, perhaps, but you are responsible for coming here and breaking in here, and as such... Uh, you are as much responsible for our current, situ- uh, our current
4: situation as I am. I don't know about that. The door was unlocked.
3: Kidnapping Gloria, you forced our hand. We can't be held responsible for those actions.
1: I don't know. I. D- I mean, I know who Glor is, but who cares about one man? We're thinking of the greater good.
4: I care. He's my brother. And you well, care? You clearly care about yourself.
1: Well, yes. I mean don't doesn't everyone? I mean, look at this hair. Wouldn't you care about it?
4: No. No, not at all. No. Hair <laughs> is overrated. Yes, well So I, we I and say... Roton have never agreed about things so consistently. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs>
1: If you would, I—I I, as you can see, I am unarmed, and as such, I should like to arm myself before combat.
4: Very good. Can I? Can I have that one? He points at a random box.
1: No, you have chosen your weapons, common though they may
4: be. I don't know about that. You can still build a warship with them.
1: Yes, well, that—that that may be, but—or a shed. I do not build sheds. Uh, I have those that do that for me, and ah. as such, I would hope that you had those who did that for you.
4: I tried to build a ship once. Yes, I'm
1: sure that's a riveting story, but the light is leaving, and <laughs> I, I should like to kill you before
3: dinner. Are you sure? The story involves krakens, I believe. Well,
4: tangentially.
1: Perhaps you should just... Tell it to your ancestors in the afterlife.
4: Ah, well, I'm sure they'll enjoy it as well.
1: Gods and the guards take one step forward and in unison open the cherry boxes. As they do so, is going to cast Detect Magic. Subway notices that all of the boxes are magical, or more to the point that what is in the boxes are magical. Some glow bright, more brightly than others but they all glow the same color.
3: And there's nobody else, like, in the crowd or nearby, like, magical traps or anything crazy going on like that?
1: Nobody else has any magical items save for the two of you. So, Percival makes a show of going from box to box. Inside of each of them, in custom velvet cases, or with custom velvet lining, are swords. He moves from box to box, lifting each, testing the heft, Swinging it, before deciding against it and moving on to the next one. He removes a sword from one of the boxes. It was one of the boxes glowing more brightly than the others. And it is a nasty-looking curved longsword with a small blade on the pommel, about an inch long. It curves upwards, getting slightly broader at the end before terminating in a nasty-looking notched point. Have you seen the likes of this sword before?
4: Ah, uh, yes. I mean, it's a sword. It is a sword of sharpness. Ah, very clever name there. It's much better than the sword
3: of
1: bluntness that most people use. Yes,
4: yes, a yes or a sword of pointiness. Yes,
1: sarcasm. How it's A very whole extra drawn. syllable there. With the merest flick of my wrist. I could remove a limb.
4: Yes, uh, not at all uh, like a like a normal sword, is it, Silway? Most
3: swords can't cut limbs.
4: Sorry, Mara.
3: Mara. Mara, Mara. my name is Mara.
1: <laughs> yes. The light is waning. I have a pot roast waiting for me at the keep. <laughs> so, <laughs> Montague, I left the oven on. <laughs> Let us get this completed, shall we? very well Percival steps forward with Montague at his side yes you step forward here now with your second
4: uh Rotan steps forward and shrugs off his cloak
1: yes I should think you should understand dueling but perhaps you did not have a dueling club in your boarding school Silway
3: steps forward and and I think is standing beside Rotan not slightly behind him the
1: way a duel second should both Montague and Percival glare at you but they don't say anything so here we are the rules are simple first one to die or to call for mercy loses pretty straightforward Uh, should you call for mercy you run the risk and by risk I mean almost certainty of being imprisoned so just keep that in mind it's possible death would be a better option um I think that's about it. No interference. I'm looking at you,
4: young lady. Why would I interfere? How dare you call my honor into question? He rolls his eyes. And you will abide by these rules as well? Of course. Of course.
1: I have no need for help to dispatch the likes of you.
4: Ah, glad to hear you're, uh... You know what, let's just fight. (laughs) Yes.
1: Very good. <laughs> and he turns and walks back to the other side of the ring. He removes his cloak with a great flourish and passes it to Montague. Montague takes it and hands him a brilliant
4: silver helmet
1: with a very long purple plume. Percival places it on his head and steps forward.
4: Silway, you could have you caught my cloak when I took it off. I mean, look, it's its just sitting there in the snow <laughs> now. If you
3: wanted a real second, you should have hired one.
4: Look, I... Well, like, <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> but as they
3: turn around and go back to the edge, Silway will touch Rotan's shoulder and say, Good luck, which casts the Guidance Cantrip on him.
1: And now we shall roll for initiative.
3: Which is an ability check that Guidance affects...
4: <laughs> look, I rolled even worse.
3: Damn it! <laughs> I rolled even better, oh. so... What part of good luck do you not understand? <laughs> Ooh, I need to make sure Guidance is not a... Concentration spell. Oh, damn it, it is. Uh, so we did not do that. <laughs> Redcon. Because I want to keep detect okay. magic
1: up. Okay, so regardless, uh, Percival is going first. He steps forward with his sword. He doesn't look like he's waiting for you to attack. And he is going to swing at you. I duck. Good roleplay. He misses you with the first swing. But he connects with the second one.
4: Cool. Which limb do I lose? None. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was a little bit worried there. <laughs> they are covered in armor. Yes, but it's a sword of sharpness.
1: Uh, you take six points of damage as he slices you, like, between the joints of your armor. Yes, that's how we do it. The sword of sharpness actually does. The thing about it is, it, basically, if you roll two 20s in a row, it does take off a limb.
4: Cool, we've never done that before. <laughs> so, Rotan, it is your attack. Really? Let me show you how I do it. Shit! I should have used my vow of enmity on this guy. <laughs> so I'm gonna attack him. I roll a three. I do not think that that is, is not going to up. hit now. <laughs> I use my vow <laughs> of enmity as a bonus action, and then I attack him again. <laughs> Hold on, no, more like this. How does a 24 suit you? That will hit. That's uh, <laughs> four points of damage. Wait, five. Five points of damage. Ha ha. darn it, Rotom. Mm.
1: Well, is that all you've got? Ha ha ha. Yes, I suppose so. And he steps forward and lunges and then twirls. Everything he does is very, almost unnecessarily flourishing. And then he spins and swings at you. And you are able to back out of the way both times. Yes. Some good moves there.
4: Yes, they taught me that in boarding school. (laughs) I'm going to step in and swing. How does a 17 work? That will miss. Swing with my offhand. How does an 18? That will hit. Oh, that hits! Excellent. And I'm going to smite. Uh, this guy is not evil. We have decided, despite all evidence.
1: I changed it. I changed it. That he is evil.
3: Oh, he is evil. Oh, but okay. he's not. He's not a fiend or an undead. He's not though. an undead or a fiend. No. Man.
4: Or is he? He is uh, not. <laughs> 14 damage. 25. That will hit as well light again 24 Wow I think there's like a flash of light that that accompanies each of these hits
1: Yes, he comes, you come in twice and your hammers glow and you hit him with an uppercut and then you do a sort of level strike into his side and he stumbles back away from you, kind of clutching his side a bit (laughs) <laughs> yes, well, that's... <laughs> that's... That's very lucky of you. Uh, shall we make this interesting? I have so much more to show you. He swings at you twice again, and you're able to parry the first blow, but the second blow strikes you hard.
4: Like two crits hard?
1: No, no, okay. no. No. <laughs> no, he hits you for seven points of damage, which isn't all that hard.
4: He is out of practice. Yes.
1: Out of practice and maybe a tad overconfident.
4: Well, we'll soon fix that. Okay. How does a 19? 19... That will hit. Also,
1: Brotan is rolling surprisingly well.
4: He is. I do get to roll two d20s because he's my enemy. Well, that definitely helps. I'm not using the right D20s right now, so that might be why. Twenty-six. That will hit as well. Smite. Like you've
1: only missed once, you realize.
4: I do. This is this guy must be really full of himself? Twenty-one. That is
1: enough to drop him. Whew!
4: All right. Now to drop the other thirteen people. <laughs>
1: All right. Do you want to narrate how this happens?
4: With his first strike, he hits um, Percival in the chest. Uh, And his armor, like, takes a lot of it. Um, But it still, like, leaves him winded. And then Roton goes for one leg, and then he goes for the other leg. And this knocks Percival onto his back. And he falls hard. Really hard.
1: So Percival is on the ground. And you can hear him, like, sputtering and struggling to speak beneath his helmet. He's gurgling as blood is dribbling down his chin.
4: Uh, I want to remove his helmet.
1: You remove his helmet, and you see that his mouth is bloody. The light is fading from his eyes. It's uh, how I had the on side
4: and I had Timora on my side do you plead for mercy and he falls unconscious ah that's that's a no then. he falls
1: unconscious I will give you one round if you want to heal him or spare the dying or anything else like that and if you choose to do nothing then he will perish
3: Silway intends to cast spare the dying on him really Unless Rotan just smashes his face in with a hammer, in which case she won't bother. Uh, no. He
4: won't, actually.
3: Do you want to lay on hands? That's probably more dramatic than me doing my thing.
4: He is going to lay on hands. Okay, how much does he heal for? Oh, I don't know. Let's give him five.
1: Alright, so you bring him back to five hit points. And he is bleeding and broken. You broke both of his legs... With your hammer strikes and several ribs, Montague rushes up to him, oh, oh sir, oh you, oh no, he's not doing well
4: he's he may be dead he-you didn't kill him, did you? No, in fact, I did the opposite, oh sir,
1: I never told you how much I loved you. He picks. Percival up and cradles him in his arms and then looks up at you, Rotan, and hands you the parchment.
4: Well, Mara, I guess this means you don't have to be a cupbearer. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen regardless. Yes. So, ah, uh, I'm thinking he didn't ask for mercy. So he has to die? Well. We could, we could arrange that. You know, I did want to discuss this with you, because I think that dying would be the merciful thing in this case. And having him stay imprisoned here by, uh, I don't know, maybe the people he's imprisoned would would be, uh, would be maybe uh, an excellent punishment for a person like this. Very poetic indeed. Ah yes, I do, I am a fan of great literature. Does, does him
3: handing you that parchment mean that he's agreed to honor our contract?
4: Uh, I don't expect him to honor anything. We may have to fight our way out of this, yet. What do you think, Montague?
1: He's just cradling Percival's head and weeping.
3: Well, clearly we can't let Percival go get away. Perhaps his minions deserve some amount of justice, but I don't think Percival...
1: You see that the guards have not moved at all. Do they look like they're on edge? They they have bowed their heads and they're staring at Percival. Right. I see we imprison him
4: Very good The others can choose whatever fate they will. Come along, Percival uh, I want to pick
1: him up Where are you taking him? Oh, I don't think you should take him far Take him to the keep so we can heal him
4: I, uh, I know a uh, uh, few people who, uh Who might know just the right thing for this person For Percival To
1: the keep then All right, so Rotan carries Percival up to the keep, bodyguard style. We go back to Mist, who has successfully cleared half the fields and half the prisoners and sent them back up to the keep. The other guards have noticed, and several are making their way towards you.
2: Mist is going to just march right for them I don't know if it's luck or whatever but the wind happens to catch his cloak so that it is billowing around him (laughs) he is planting the green staff with every step and he just has a look on his face that is out for blood as he approaches them he simply says run and I'm going to intimidate. So DC 15. How does 16 plus 8 is 24 strike you? You roar
1: at them, and they freeze in place. Look at one another, drop their weapons, and run. And you have uh, cleared another section of prisoners. So Sasa is going to use her survival skill to find the best path for these prisoners to take. And she is successful, barely, but successful. And another group of prisoners makes their way towards the keep. Um, I'm not really sure what else to do. Um, So um, I'm kind of just going to shoot one of the guards.
2: Knock yourself out. Alright,
1: Trevor fires his crossbow. It hits one of the guards right in the back of the neck, and the guard falls over dead. I... I got him! I got him! Chuck Hammerfist moves!
2: Nice shot, kid. Don't get cocky. Okay, back to you, Mist. I mean, I might as well... Since we're opening fire here, I might as well go to the old standby.
1: Yeah, we haven't burned anything yet. Look, bro, you promised me fire.
2: Yeah, there's gonna be fire. I need... We need to deal with this guy. I need you to do one thing for me, and then there's going to be fire. All right. I'm just getting antsy here. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm a cat of my word, so just sit tight. Oh, because I, I rolled a 26 and a 22.
1: Yeah, you're fine. You just had to beat a 15.
2: This guy's still standing out there. beep, beep! And he makes that sound as he fires off his Aldridge Blast.
1: F- you finger gun and incinerate him with an eldritch bolt and it knocks him to the ground and he slides forward about 10 feet face down in the dirt and you have freed all of the prisoners
2: right tingles i need you to do this for me somewhere out here and i kind of gesture in the direction that it is there is a body that is not one that we have created i need you to go find it i assume it's going to be covered in really weird runes if you recognize any of those i need you to tell me what they are and by the time you get back here i'm going to have a jug full of oil ready to set some things on fire
1: you know you drive a hard bargain but fire is fire so, all right. I'll be right back.
2: And Mist is going to have the alchemy jug produce oil.
1: All right. After a few minutes, uh, he pops back into view right over your shoulder, like right in front of you, about eye level. So, yeah, I found the corpse that you're talking about. It's kind of right over there. It's, eh, I don't know. It looks like somebody tried to rub some red stuff on it. Yeah, I looked at the runes and the, the, and the writing and, and all of that stuff. I don't know if you know this, but it's ancient Tyran. Excuse me for a minute while I jot this down in my notebook. Yeah, as for what it really means, I have no clue. I don't speak it, I don't know anybody who speaks it. So, you know, I guess you're out of luck
2: there. Actually okay, Tingles, you're gonna hate me on this one. I promise you there's going to be fire. I need Oh god. I need I need fifteen <laughs> minutes. I need 15 minutes. 15 minutes. I'm going to give you the jug. I want you to start on the far side of the field. Go over there. You can start setting fires, but give me 15 minutes with this body, all right?
1: All right. How about this? How about I'll start setting the fires and you have until the fire reaches you? Uh,
2: 15 minutes. <laughs> all right. Or I'll take or I'll keep the jug for 15 minutes.
1: All right, 15 minutes, starting now. And One, Mist is,
2: Mist is two, sprinting two, over to three, the... Four, Mist is using his feline agility to get to the five, corpse, and he's going to six, drop down next to it and start five. casting Comprehend Languages as a ritual. Okay, as you're, as you're doing this, Tingles
1: continues counting right in your ear the entire time.
2: <laughs>
3: O-O-C-F-Y-I, Silway so knows Ancient here.
2: Okay, well... Silway, would She's you like to here. rush out here? Yeah, I mean, exactly.
4: A... <laughs> oh, this is so great.
1: <laughs> All right, so you are able to cast the spell, and excuse me. suddenly you understand the sigils. I don't even think I called them runes, but the sigils burned into this corpse, and you are able to divine from looking at the, very, the various sigils individually don't necessarily mean anything. Like, you understand what they mean. Ancient Tyrion is a symbolic language. So more pictogram-based than, like, the Roman alphabet. But, individually, they don't make much sense. But as you continue to jot them down and get more of a picture, you realize that the sigils are activating a place of power. Present tense currently activating? Yes, or has been activated. Like, that is, that is what the sigils are. The sigils are activating. It is in order to activate or to open a place of power.
2: Do we know what places of power are? Pro- oh, duh, they're probably the things on the map.
1: Well, yes, and you also know that this land has pockets strong with various types of magic. And you have been witness to a few of those uh, courtesy of Silway and her adventures in chaos magic and wild magic it it may not be something you fully understand since you're not a native but over here there there are pockets of wild magic and places of power and sort of memories of magic that exist throughout the world
2: and to what end I'm not sure what this purpose is correct activating it means somebody can tap into it
1: yeah possibly you don't you do not know
2: my my last question would be since the runes on this body probably the body was I, I infer well I kind of want to infer that the body is a sacrifice to fuel the runes and therefore accomplish the activation would destroying this in any way undo what's been done or shut deactivate the pocket
1: you don't know you could try an arcana check, but it would have to be very hard.
2: Oh, son of a
1: bitch. <laughs> I rolled a 19. Yeah, close, but no. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, you're not really sure. Okay.
2: 1458,
1: 1459, 15. Let's go. Give me the jug.
2: All right, I hand the jug over. Go start over there. Go start over there. All right. Sauce, I need your help. Do you wish to eat the corpse? I knew that was coming. Um, oddly <laughs> enough, not at this juncture. Um, you see, can see that there's writing on it. Yes. You, so that's significant. Um, uh, it's it's sort of, and and I kind of need to keep. Oh, ooh, okay. Let's let's not. Let's let's just keep this simple. Can you help me carry this back to the keep? Yes. Wonderful, because that little shitbag's about to light this whole place on fire, and we do not want to get caught out here. No.
1: But burning these fields is a good idea.
2: Uh, and I guess there will be barbecue afterwards. So, you know, you got that going for you, which is good.
1: Yes. Sas has earned her meal. Damn, Skippy. The two of you are able to hoist the corpse up. None of the guards that you encounter interfere with you in any way. In fact, you don't see any guards at all. Together, you carry the corpse up the hill to the keep while the fields burn behind you. A giddy imp flies from field to field, lighting each on fire. The smoke rises high into the sky as you enter the keep and the doors shut behind you.
2: This is a pretty metal fucking album cover right here.
0: (laughs) Can a defeated Percival change his ways? How will the Odal respond to the destruction of the Red Fields? Will the party ever make headway on this whole dead immortals desecrated with magic runes thing? Find out next time on Multi Class Theatre. This screeching halt is brought to you by me, apparently. <laughs> This Screeching Holt is brought to you by cats.
4: Cats. Trying to do work? Get cats. And don't finish your work. Cats. Right, right, two things. One, I'm surprised
3: that a cat would turn down an offer to eat a dead body. <laughs> 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 and two, I love that a guy named Chuck Hammerfist is a <laughs> sniper. <laughs>
1: though chuck was not you know when he earned the name when he earned the moniker he still just used the club yeah there's more reason
2: to love trevor's character arc (laughs) it has been a journey